Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you focus on gratitude. I'll also be interviewing author David Cooks. David reviews his book, Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose, that shares his personal journey of how he discovered purpose in the midst of personal tragedy. He realized that by taking a break from his own problems for the benefit of helping others with their problems, he could put purpose into action. For more information about David, please visit davidcooksspeaks.com. You may also purchase his book on Amazon or in the previous guest sections in both stores at jamesmillerlifeology.com or at lifeology.tv. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Are you struggling today to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long lasting changes in your life? Then today, contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well. And then we'll look at the areas in which you are struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long lasting changes in your life. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out the form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding your way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. Focusing on gratitude. We all like to receive compliments. When someone says we've done a really good job or we look really nice today, we feel really good. And many times it can change our outlook on the day or perhaps even that moment. What happened? Well, somebody pointed something out to you that they really liked about you. They focus on something that was important to them. In positive psychology, we teach that if you focus on the things that are going well in your life, that is really all you'll see. If we continually talk about our problems or focus on everything we don't have, that's really all you're going to see around you. When you were a child and people in your life would encourage you, those words that they said really helped you set the tone for what your future looks like. It gave you the confidence, the encouragement, the discipline to push forward in your life. And so when you would hear those things, it became truth for you. It became your reality. I can do this. With hard work and dedication, I can overcome this obstacle. Those words that were spoken over you helped you focus and become the person you are today. It's the same concept with gratitude. Gratitude is the perception or what we look at or how we see the world to determine how we interact with the world around us. If I'm continually focusing on what I don't have, I'm not grateful for the things I do have. When we come from a place of gratitude and joy that we have what we have, it starts to change our world and what's really important to us. It comes from a place of surplus. In other words, it comes from a place of meeting all of your needs instead of coming from a place of a deficit. I don't have this amount of money. I don't have this car. I don't have a spouse. I don't have the job that I want. All of those thoughts 
It creates a negative environment for us. Remember, in psychology, we teach that whatever you perceive to be true, in other words, your beliefs, determines what you feel. What you feel determines what you do. So if my thoughts are always on, I don't have this, or I don't have enough of this or enough of that, that creates emotions of frustration, of inferiority, of feeling lack, of feeling worthless. And then our body acts that out. So switching our perception to gratitude, I perceive what I do have, I'm grateful for what that is, that then engenders emotions of joy, emotions of satisfaction, of contentment, of peace, which then our body aligns with that, either through the chemicals in our brain or the movement of our body. We do ourselves a disservice when we come from a place of lack because unfortunately, it physically causes our body to break down. So coming from a place of gratitude strengthens our body, strengthens our resolve, strengthens our emotions, and helps us to become more healthy and productive. When you come from a place of gratitude, opportunities that you would not have seen should you be looking for the negative things in life start to come to fruition. Things you had never noticed before all of a sudden grab your attention, and that's what you see. Think of a glass of water. If that glass is filled at 75% capacity, only 25% is left. So think of it this way. If we come from a place of negativity, which would be 75% of that glass, there's only 25% of the healthier, positive things that we can have in our life. So if we remove all that negativity and fill that whole glass up 100% with gratitude, you'll find that you start to attract those positive, healthier situations or people or events in your life. So today, I really want to encourage you. How you start your day is indicative of how your day is going to go. Coming from a place of gratitude in every situation allows you to focus on what you can do instead of what you cannot do. It opens up a whole new world for you. You're going to hear a fantastic interview today with David Cooks. He has such a powerful, phenomenal story that's going to blow you away. He was able to find purpose after his tragedy. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. My guest today is David Cooks. David reviews his book, Getting Undressed, From Paralysis to Purpose, that shares his personal journey of how he discovered purpose in the midst of personal tragedy. He realized that by taking a break from his own problems for the benefit of helping others with their problems, he could put purpose into action. He teaches you do not have to experience a tragedy in your own life to make a change or personal transformation. Welcome to my show, David. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yes, I'm really looking forward to this. Your story is incredibly inspirational. I know you have so much wisdom to share with my listeners today. So thank you once again. Now, when you were a teenager, your life totally changed. What happened? Absolutely. I was, I was a 15-year-old sophomore in high school. And uh, one week before basketball tryouts, I had gotten a clean bill of health. And I was mm -hmm. ready to go and try out. And uh, one of my goals was always to make our high school basketball team. That was one of my goals. Yeah. And I didn't do that freshman year. And so I was disappointed about that. I spent that whole next year working as hard as I could to get myself ready, mm. putting, in, putting in the work, just doing the things that were going to put me in a better position. I yeah. Well, on October 19th of 1979, it was a Friday. I went to school that day. Uh, we had exams, so we had a short day. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, we played basketball. Uh, my back was bothering me just a little bit. Nothing crazy. You know, I thought maybe I slept funny or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and as the day progressed, uh, 
I wasn't quite myself. I, I played that day with the guys, but I didn't have quite the lifting that I normally would have. Sure. I went home and uh, I laid down for a while. And, you know, back in the day, Robitussin and laying down, that was a cure for everything. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cure. All. Yes, it was. <laughs> and so what the heck, you lay down and um, uh, I get up, I, I woke up and um, I literally uh, just about collapsed onto the floor. Oh my gosh. And so I, I grabbed onto the table. I called my parents and uh, clearly they came running in. And um, from there we went to the hospital, uh, which thankfully was across the street. And um, we went to the emergency room. It took about five hours later for them to uh, run some tests and a blood vessel had erupted on my spinal cord. Oh my and gosh. So uh, spinal aneurysm, which is pretty rare. And uh, we did some quick exploratory surgery, but there was nothing they could do at that point. And so in less than a 36 hour period, you know, I went, I went from walking to a T6 paraplegic. Wow. I can't even imagine what that was like. It doesn't matter what age you are to go from, to have, well, for one, you had these hopes and dreams of you were going to make the basketball team. That was your mission in that time. And then all of a sudden to have this quote, random event happen, literally changed your life. I, I can't even imagine what that was like for you. How did you... I don't want to say come to terms with it or come to grips with it because I don't know how that minimizes your experience. But what was what was it like for you? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I I, um, I credit my parents an awful lot because we we grew up and I think we were I think we were poor, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> See, isn't that amazing? That's wonderful about your parents. And and so one of the things they always taught us was about being thankful for the things that we did have. And we never talked about the things we didn't have. Mm -hmm. And so there were things that were put into me as a child that I didn't know any better when this happened. Sure. But then to move forward, you know, and that was that was my goal at the time. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't know the severity of it. I didn't understand the complexity of it. But I knew that I needed to move forward. And my goal uh, was to get back to school. Now, all this sure, time, yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to be OK. You're going to be okay. Because you've never experienced anything like that before. So obviously it's like, quote, being sick and all of a sudden you'll be fine. Absolutely. Because you yeah. don't experience anything like that. I mean, like I said, I had a, a clean bill of health a, a week prior. And so um, I am really grateful. Just I had some great friends and some family and, you know, faith, faith kicks in. Yes, that really does. helped me to move forward. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I didn't know any better. My, my parents always taught us one other thing. And he said they, they taught us that. There are two types of people, those that complain about getting wet or those who get an umbrella. Mm, oh, and they told us, told us the importance of having an umbrella in life because there's going to be some rain. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some difficulty. And what you want to do is try to protect yourself to be as dry as you can. Yes. Which is proactive and anticipatory. Yes, it's proactive. And so, again, that was my mindset. Mm -hmm. And with 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 that as my foundation, I began to move forward looking for the things that I could do and mm -hmm. to um, whatever the therapists were asking me to do, I wanted to do those to the best of my ability because my goal was to, to move forward and get out of rehab as quickly as possible, get back yes. to school and kind of get, get going again. And that's such an amazing thing that your parents were able to instill that in you because it comes from a place of power or a place of victimhood. And of course, I don't minimize anyone's struggle because there's a proper time for grieving, but there's all, then there comes a time of what do you do with the situation at hand? I recently just did a show which talked about radical acceptance. It's a fancy term in my field, which basically says you accept the facts as they are. It doesn't mean you agree with it. It doesn't mean you like it. it doesn't mean to put someone off the hook or get someone off the hook. It simply is, these are the facts. What do you do with your life to move forward? 
And that sounds like that was an amazing thing that your parents were able to teach you. And that's why you're this successful, amazing person that you are, because you continually use that as a platform to help people to find your purpose in that. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I never denied the existence of what happened, mm-hmm. but I, I never gave it the right to rule my life. Yes. I was, I had the, I had the power to deal with the adversity, to, to minimize, to minimize its power in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I overcoming, I like overcoming. I don't like, I don't like surviving. Like and that, so yes. uh, to overcome is to, to render something powerless mm-hmm. and adversity comes to all of us. And I, I define adversity as an unforeseen situation that has the potential, yes. the potential to leave negative lasting impact Mm -hmm. and how you deal with that determines the impact that it has. And so for me, how I saw this was, this was not that great a thing. And especially after seeing others in the rehabilitation center whose situations were much worse than mine, Mm. much worse than I could have ever imagined. I never knew that people were in such dire physical situations. And that changed my perspective immediately. I was like, you know something, I'm not so bad off. I think I can do this. And sometimes that that helps. Yeah, definitely. It gave you perspective. What was a pivotal moment for you when you found your own purpose? Because that's one thing you teach is to help others, helps you with your own purpose. What was the defining moment for you? Well, I think over time, I learned about my purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was coaching basketball and, and dealing with youth and teaching in high school, I began to understand that there was a gift I had to connect with people and mm-hmm. that and that they were inspired. I didn't know that they were inspired by what I was doing or what I was saying until, you know, years later and they come back and they share these things with you. And I began to understand um, the joy that I would get from hearing stories of how my life helped people yeah. to achieve things. And that's when I begin to say, you know, I, I believe that my giftings and is are part of my purpose and mm-hmm. that my purpose shouldn't be something that I have to kind of um, discover outside of who I am, if that, if that makes sense. It's an intrinsic gift. So in other words, you don't have to work at it. You don't have to practice it. And so when you do that, it just comes out effortlessly. It comes out naturally. Absolutely. And that's maybe that's a great way of saying it. And mm-hmm. so clearly I've worked on uh, worked on it once I figured out that's what it was to try sure. to perfect it. But uh, that gift of being able to connect with people and to share things that um, other people can say, but it may not necessarily have the same impact. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I begin to understand that I'm really here to help others through my life and with the things that I say and do. And, and I think what you do with such a fantastic job, just a little bit of time that you and I have discussed, is there's a joy about you. There's this, this element of self-assurance. You're relaxed within yourself, and, but there's a joy of hope. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. There's a hopeful air about you, which I think is an amazing thing, regardless of what you've experienced. You're able to instill that hope into other people. So I think that's just a beautiful gift you're able to give them. And the other element is you don't do this to get any credit. You do this to, once again, instill hope in people. And I think that's why you can relate so well with people because we all know those people who perhaps get on stage and they're looking for attention. They're looking for all those different types of things, but your story is, is you and you are working through that. Not only in your own life every day, it's a new struggle, a new journey, but you have that hope that you can instill in other people. So I just really wanted to let you know that that's what I see in you so far. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned struggle because Mm -hmm. I want to make it really clear to people. Um, Walking is much, is walking is much better. 
Yes. <laughs> let's, just, let's just put that out. There. <laughs> and, and so there are days and there are moments when I struggle and when I don't feel like doing this and I don't feel like getting yes. in and out of a car that day and doing the things I have to do. I was recently on a trip uh, in, in North Carolina and I had some health issues that were very difficult. But thankfully, there was someone there that I could could get some help with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- in the midst of all of that, there still is room to be thankful. You know, I, yes. I, I may not be thankful for everything that has happened to me, but I can be thankful in everything that mm. has happened. So there's a place for gratitude, you know, because yes. it could have been worse. I could have been by myself and not had help and those types of things. And so, as you said, the absence of hope leads people to despair. Yes, and and I just believe in hope. And I believe that there's a positive outcome on the other side of your of your struggle. Um, because victory is a great thing to have yes. and, and, and you learn so many things in the process and sometimes it is uncomfortable and sometimes it is hard. And so I just, I just want to make that real clear that the struggle does continue. I mean, it's been 40 years now and mm-hmm. every day I have to have a new resolve each day to make this day the best day it can be, because you know what? I may not get more than today. Exactly. That's a beautiful, beautiful sentiment. You know, it also makes me think of the difference between gratitude is a lifestyle. It's a way of being where personal struggles that we have is a daily, perhaps an episode situation. When something is an episode, we have a choice. How am I going to look at it? But if the foundation for our life is gratitude, we have breath to breathe. We have food, clothing, shelter. That is a place of having that gratitude in everything we do, as opposed to random life events happening and then we have a choice of what do we do with that event. Yes. I, I, and I think what happens is that we make the permanent things, we make the temporary things permanent. Yes, we do. Yes. And when we do that, it messes with our foundation. In my field, we have what's called emotional forecasting. It basically says when you, you take a snapshot of your life right this second when things seem dire, when they seem so overwhelming, and then you forecast into the future this is how my life is always going to be. This is the despair I'm going to feel. And unfortunately, when we do that, we don't come from a place, just like you said, of overcoming that adversity, that place of power. We come from a place of this is my life. So my thoughts are, are perhaps um, that of a victim. Right. And that, once again, I'm not minimizing anyone's struggle, but of a victim, victim-like mentality. And then the next thought builds off of that. And the next thought builds off of that. So it becomes a foundation of I can't do anything. So when we do have that emotional forecasting, when it's used in an unhealthy way, that is unfortunately what we will become because whatever a man thinks is what he will become. Absolutely. And I talked about, you know, growing up in the projects and all that kind of stuff, but we never, I never had poor or, or, um, insufficient dreams. My dreams are always full mm-hmm. and they were always for the best, you know? And, and I think that there's nothing wrong, you know, with, with desiring the best for your life, Yes, you know, and, and there's, and you may not always attain that. You may not, may not always get that, but along the way, you're going to grow. And along the way, you're going to get something. Yes, and, and so that's the other thing that I think has been pretty important and special for me is um, wanting to always get the best, the best that that day has to offer, yes. the best that that situation has to offer for me um, and not settling for mm-hmm. anything other than that. Because if you for me anyway, if I do that, then I feel like I've cheated myself some. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that type of self-care. I, I think there is a certain time to be selfish um, that makes sense just so that you can 
give to others because you need to have something to mm-hmm. give. Yes. Yes, you do. I think there's nothing worse than us not taking self-care. Right. <laughs> and when we don't take, I know for me, if I do, you know, all these things and then the next thing I know, I'm like this grabby, mean person. And I'm like, oh, James, you're this self-help person. And here you are. <laughs> you can't even, you're just mean to yourself, whatever it may be. But I think, I think you're absolutely right. But I really like that you come from a place of asking yourself, these are my words, not yours. What am I learning about myself in this situation right now? When you, when you have that mentality, you can either be incredibly proud of yourself that I've overcome something. I didn't realize that I've already passed that test in the, in the past. And now I'm continually doing, doing really well in that. Or you can remind yourself, okay, well, James, for example, you're, you're, um, you're low on patience today. Patience is something you get to practice. It doesn't mean you necessarily want it, but you get to practice. So in that moment, every opportunity, whether we want to or not, is a beautiful time, a wonderful time to have this self-development and the growth just simply by saying, what am I learning about myself right this second? Yeah, for, for me, it's um, three, I call it the three R's, reflect, regroup, and relaunch. Mm, I do, okay. I do that on a regular basis. I like to okay, see that. where I am, what is it that I did that was good in that situation, that wasn't good in that situation. Yes. Get yourself back together, and now let's relaunch back out in, into the marketplace, so to speak. And, and I do that on a regular basis. That's amazing. That's a wonderful tip for all of us. Switching gears to your book, Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose. What do you want the biggest takeaway for all your readers to have? I think the biggest takeaway is that uh, getting undressed is something that we all do. And the most important aspect are the clothes that you're that you're putting on because mm. it's an indication of where you're heading. Your identity. Sure. Your identity. You know, we the, the things that we took off last night. We, mm-hmm. That was yesterday. Yes. And, and we're going to put on something today that's going to be an indication of where we're going. And that regardless of the situation you're in, uh, as long as you're breathing, mm-hmm. there's a possibility that it can get better yes. and that there's hope for you. And I want people when they read my book, I didn't have an audience in mind when I wrote the book, mm-hmm. but I had a purpose. I had a purpose in mind. And the purpose was that the reader would find the inspiration and encouragement to move forward from a difficult place to a better place. Yes. Is something a stumbling block or is it a stepping stone? Absolutely. And that's really the uh, ultimate um, desire I have for the, for the book. That's beautiful. You know, just even thinking about the whole concept of getting undressed and redressing oneself, uh, to piggyback off of what you said, those labels that we have for ourselves, and sometimes an event we automatically assume is who we are. You went through a divorce. You're a divorced person. You went through a bankruptcy. You're a bankrupt. You're a bankrupt person. You are. Um, you're a heartbroken person. Whatever it is, we create these labels, and then that label, or from that event, and then all of a sudden, that is who we become. But your your book itself, from the way I understood the getting undressed, is you decide who you're going to be. Does a does a situation tell who you're going to tell you who you're going to be, or do you determine who you're going to be based off of how you present yourself, not only to yourself in the mirror, but present yourself to the world around you. Absolutely. And there's some vulnerability, some vulnerability with that. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes there is. And some transparency is. with that. And yes. Um, yes. one last thing on the title of the book, it's interesting because um, I had to teach myself how to get undressed when I was in the rehabilitation center. Oh, interesting. Um, you know, you have to relearn everything once you lose, sure. lose your, uh, lose, lose the use of your legs. And so they taught me how, I remember being taught how to get dressed. And that was like one of the greatest days in the rehab center for me, because that was about independence and about moving forward. Wow. Where that evening there was an emergency in the, in the rehab center and no one came to help me get undressed. 
And I either was going to sleep in my chair or was going to figure out a way to get undressed and get in bed and have a good night's rest. Mm. Well, it struggled. It, it was a struggle, but I figured, I figured it out. And that's where the title of Getting Undressed came from, because that to me was a pivotal point that led to my yes. independence and gave me confidence that I could do now what I needed to to move forward. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. What a beautiful example of not only your tenacity, but your determination and just a lesson for each one of us to understand that we have a choice. Do we wait for someone or do we do it on our own? And that is an amazing, powerful lesson I think you can teach all of us. Thank you, James. Yeah, my pleasure. It has been a fantastic time talking with you today, David. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you, to purchase your book, Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose, where will they find all this information online? Okay. Uh, the book is available on Amazon and also from my website, davidcooksspeaks.com. And then I'm also on social media, Twitter, um, I'm on LinkedIn and also on Instagram. Excellent. I also do, I think I have a Facebook page too. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> well, what <laughs> I will do then is in the show notes, I'll definitely have all that information in there. And my listeners always know that if they're not able to find your book on Amazon, simply go to both stores at jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv. And in the previous guest sections in both stores, they can find your book there as well. David, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. I really do appreciate your time. Thank you, James. I appreciate having the opportunity. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise in this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.